0: Five, four, three, two, one! Ice cream day!
1: Oh snap! It's ice cream day! Rocky Road, a la mode! Oh, I'm in the mode for ice cream day! <laughs> oh, oh dear god, what was that? Oh, oh,
2: you were recording that? Dude, dude, that is so mean! You are so mean, Derek, I am not sharing my ice cream with you! It's Rocky Road, too! Oh, I heard! I just need the access code for today. No, 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 Derek. It was your day to have the access code. I'm on personal ice cream leave of absence. Code 3.5.31 in the manual clearly states... Then where is the code? Oh, you had it! I saw you!
1: Oh, no, that is bad. Oh, I screwed up big time. did you do, Derek? I might have played hooky to go check out the world's largest bullet. I think I left it there left the access code,
2: something that jeopardizes all of our lives, that's all of them, at the world's largest bullet?
0: Yes, correct.
2: Eh. I got ice cream.
0: Hello and welcome to Level no. a podcast about the best or iconic video game levels. <laughs> I am your host, Robert Beach, and with me today is...
2: Grace
0: help me and we're gonna be talking about borderlands (laughs) we've spoken through dinner it's 8 p.m i haven't eaten food no (laughs) we're doing this podcast in reverse
2: (laughs) which then leads us to secret armory and this is where borderlands one is actually quite amazing it's where the uh the enemy design suddenly becomes a lot more interesting. Like you're fighting the Crimson Lance through most of the DLC and the bandits take a backseat. They add so many more little things like the drones and like the vehicle focus. And you're just battling on these highways at high speed and you hop out of the vehicles for roadblocks. And you just fight through all these enemies and new weapon types, a whole new rarity. The level cap is boosted to level 61. It's just all these things happening at once and then the cream of the crop the best part is that they embrace the humor because secret armory is really damn funny
0: yeah like the, the big thing between like borderlands and, and borderlands 2 uh, like when it comes to it's it's humor it's it's more upfront about it and like secret armory is, is that beginning of where it's like oh no like we we can totally like we 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 have these like echo communication devices and we can just call people up and just say, "Hey, we can like I have a voice actor in there and like have some say a few lines to you and it was it was, it was far more abundant and, and clear that like no like we're, we're gonna have our chat we're gonna ha- have personalities here
2: well I mean, there's all the calls that you get from general knox the the bad guy whose name is in the title of the DLC it's his secret army, the secret army of General Knox, and he's just mm. calling you up every. Like, on every major mission, just to say, like, he just want to, wants to keep you updated on what's been going on with him. Like, oh, uh, thanks for killing Commander Steele. She was really annoying. Also, I'm going to kill you. Cheers. And he just hangs up. And it's just, that's that's the thing that recurs through the whole thing. Like, he calls you up at one right. point just to talk about how his, uh, the person he's it- reporting to is, like... Like he, he this admiral him, is five years old. Yeah, like no, literally I'm literally five you. Like, years five years old and was put in that <laughs> position because of nepotism, and is like reading off a birthday card that he got, which is covered in macaroni. Like it's oh god. Do we have a clip from that? Can we play that?
1: Hey man, me again. The Admiral gave me a to-do list for today, written in crayon. Seriously, he spelled prison with a picture of a tree and some macaroni glued to it. Uh, I work for children. Literally, the Admiral is five. Five. Goddamn nepotism. Oh, hey, I sent Gamma Team over to kill you. No hard feelings. Love. Hey, again. So I just got a birthday card from the Admiral. It's got a picture of a dragon on it. It says to my special friend on his birthday, flame on. And the dragon is lighting the candles on a cake with his fire breath. <laughs> uh, doesn't even make sense to me. It's like mowing your lawn with a nuclear weapon, and it's not even my birthday. Hmm. I need to kill you so I could leave, see? Maybe just kill yourself, save me the trouble, mate.
0: Going through his dialogue, it's like, you see the descent he has? He's just this less like. Yeah, I'm 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 a seasoned veteran at this. Like, yeah, like I've done this shit before. I I know what's gonna happen. I'm gonna kill you. Yeah. But uh, yeah, and, and uh, man, I, it, it's just a level of like
2: because he's he's absolutely written away where it's like he's he he hit his bottom. He's been there. He's there right now. He's just sick and tired of you and everybody he has to report to. You're like the only friend he has. But his orders are to <laughs> murder you. And he's totally committed to that because he's just so depressed; it's all he has, and it's just the most darkly, like darkly humorous thing that Borderlands one has to offer.
0: And he's a great side story boss, like a like a great DLC boss, like an antagonist. It's just his dissatisfaction of his life with him too because he's in yeah, that and giant and distrin- mech
2: suit, yeah just ran- hailing missiles down and you see so her constantly needed to keep on the move provided you're not playing as uh Mordecai with crazy crit modifier skills and sniper <laughs> rifles that deal a bazillion damage on headshots in which case you can just stand at the entrance to the arena while he's prepping all his stuff and you can just fire on his head repeatedly and then he dies and that's yeah.
0: it but again like his disinterest as a villain of your of your of the, to to your story stood out in this manner cuz you can't really like like have the sequel to Borderlands be like? Oh, it's this guy who just doesn't really care, and he's just—he's just so fed up with the world. Do we really have to do this? Yeah, go. Like, oh, all right, sure.
1: Admiral, I'm not sure if I've offended you in some previous life, and you're exacting revenge by watching me unravel. It seems. I received your sit rep written with magic marker on the back of a cupcake. Mm-hmm. It reads, "Cats are cool," and you misspelled "cool." I did work my entire life for this position. This echo is to inform you that I will be running the operation from here and will be ignoring all further transmissions from you. Goodbye. I know I said I wasn't going to update you again, you brainless Muppet, but I thought I would share the news that former agent Athena has been working with the quartet of donkeys that bested our bulimic albino Commandant. You remember Athena, right? Killed the doll secretary for us a while back. Oh, wait. uh, That was before you were born. Unbelievable. What am I doing with my life? Well, I wanted to let you know I'll be shooting the whole lot of them. Oh, and I quit. Now, uh, when this mission is done, I'm leaving the lance, which I know is punishable by death, but um, you know, the suits that change your diapers couldn't find their car keys if they dropped them in their own pockets. So, I'm not too worried. You'll track me down on the other side of Graphic 4. In conclusion, toodles. Well, that's just inappropriate timing. I got tired of waiting. It was open to be dead before you got here. I can't stand this place. Make you a deal. If you best me in this fight, which seems likely... Maybe you could just blow the planet up entirely. Kill all of them. That's the fairest thing to do.
2: And General Knox is absolutely 100% the prototype for Handsome Jack. Just every interaction he has with you, calling you up just to have a chat. Like a one-sided conversation, definitely. But, you know, he's calling right. you up out of the blue just to say, Hey, what's been going on? going to kill you. Hey, honey, I'm Don't thinking like you of at you. All.
0: Yeah. How you doing? Piece hey. of shit.
2: <laughs> thinking of you take care you're gonna die bye but that's that's and and then there's the whole thing with like athena uh she's introduced to this game she becomes a, a more major character in the yeah preschool.
0: she's a Clim- crimson lance uh defector yeah and then the, the, that whole game is like going to like different air part of uh pandora to meet up with scooter and, and so it's like oh like we, we gotta t- take out the atlas corporation and th- that's that's currently occupying this, this part of pandora so what progresses here is you try to find Athena.
2: Like, this DLC is really the most, sorry to interrupt, but, like, this DLC yeah. really is, like, the most important thing lore-wise for the entire Borderlands franchise. Because, like, the destruction of the Atlas Corporation and, uh, like, Athena's character are really integral for the rest of the series. And it's what introduces Mad Moxie to the greater world because she's Scooter's mom the stuff relating to the destruction of the Atlas Corporation is what allows Roland to take over the Crimson Lance and lead all the disenfranchised soldiers the corporation left behind and uh, bring them into his own militia. So it's like, this is all stuff that's like breadcrumbs for Borderlands 2, Pre-Sequel, and Tales from the Borderlands, which is the only Borderlands game we haven't mentioned so far. (laughs) Kind of important, now that I think about it, but the whole thing with like the Atlas Corporation folding is a big plot point there because one of the major characters is an atlas prototype named gordis so you know there's a lot of stuff going on there it's a big deal
0: right right but again you try to find athena who's the crimson lance defector break her out of her imprisonment make a bomb steal codes kill nox loot and blow up the armory that's the entire story that like there's no no twists that go on it's it's all like completely driven by the characters literally and the like, opening what, what? cinematic
2: is all you need to know like the crimson land sucks i left them we're gonna kill their leaders and then you get to loot all their stuff and that is exactly what happens i'm sure okay. there there are a couple snags here and there because of moxie and uh she needs you to go clear out a, an infestation of bandits uh, with one of her, was it an ex-husband or whatever? Outside of that, there's really just it's really straightforward. No, like
0: it's it's uh, it's all like straightforward and like you you have a goal, you have a clear goal in like who who's the enemy here, who's driving driving you forward. Like again, it's, it's very much like Borderlands Two in that manner. And they like they found out like oh, this system works, or like how we're developing a, a sequel to Borderlands One. And you, there's so much more humor you can develop in there where, where like characters are talking to you or like these random things you need to do. I mean, like there's a little bit of like I, I, I guess you can say like dated aspect of, of it because it was it released in like uh, February of 2010. Where it's just like yeah, it has some gay panic in there. It uses retarded. Oh man, the gay panic so jokes
2: are very strange. Yeah, it's also at the same like at the same time the. The way they go about them. Like, Athena is communicating you through pirate radio, so she's hijacking the signals. and So you'll hear advertisements every time, but the one that keeps coming up is uh, this mail enhancement project product.
0: Call and it Extends? Eng-
2: engorge.
0: Engorge, that's it, okay.
2: Engorge! And you'll just, like, start hearing advertisements for a mail enhancement product, and then all of a sudden she starts talking over it, and it's just... What a strange and awesome way to, like, throw us! like, hey, how did people talk to you over these things anyway? Well, uh, this is how somebody goes about it. Do you ever feel like you are just firing blanks? Do the ladies in your life find your gun a little short on firepower? You need
1: Engorge by Atlas. Engorge will have you firing on all barrels. I've managed to use some of Scooter's equipment to mask my signal inside a promotion for a male enhancement product. So it should be safe for us to communicate by echo now. A female out. And Gorge, the only product ever to be personally endorsed by notorious ladies' man, Mr. Shank. Yeah, so this shit is tits, guys. You should see what my bitch thinks of me now. H- her name is Chaz- Mina, and uh, she... My mission is accomplished. When you have the code, rendezvous at our previous location. Athena out.
0: And and she ha and you have to have that have Athena, the, the that character, be so self serious about it too, just to have that like dynamic going on.
2: Yeah, she's the only person in the entire Borderlands universe who views everything as being this darkly serious, dreadful, awful thing. <laughs> like, she's when pre sequel is going on, she is she is definitely like the main character of the story because she needs to be the one who faces down Jack in the end and just tells right. him off, which is what happens. Like in, in the finale of the pre sequel, that is exactly what's going on. But when she shows up in Tales from the Borderlands and she's uh, hunting down Reese and Fiona, she's like this terrifying menace. And, or maybe it's just Fiona. I forget exactly what the circumstances were there. But she's a terrifying like glowing red eyes shrouded in darkness and she's pursuing you violently and all of a sudden you run into Janie Springs, and she just immediately diffuses back into like this mushy girl with a huge crush on this australian chick (laughs) it's it's a great dynamic for the character because she only gets to be uh a different person when oh gosh it's just like this is where the characters come alive where they start feeling like caricatures and start feeling like characters because yeah. uh scooter is an idiot
1: smoking jesus Teddy cinema i don't
2: have to tell anybody this this is obvious from the, from the outset but it's in this dlc where you get to see just how stupid he really is <laughs> and it's perfectly written I and mean, just all that stuff with uh scooter moxie and athena would, would all become major characters in borderlands 2 in the pre-sequel it, it, it's just such a wonderful package. It's it, $10 gets you something that's upwards of like, I, I think I got maybe 10, 15 hours out of it. It's a really dense and, and difficult I mean, it, DLC. It's, yeah. it's got a lot of really challenging enemies because for once they're, they're playing to the strength of the uh, poor AI, which is enemies that just run towards you and shoot you to punch you in the face uh, aren't really exciting to fight. So you have like these aerial drones and jetpack troopers and big tanks, and like they'll throw down shields and heal allies and stuff. So the Crimson Lance is a lot more formidable than the bandits that you fight in the base game, because they
0: just... They they, they all have guns. They all
2: have guns, they all assist each other in fights. And sure, it can make things a lot harder, like the sudden difficulty spike of, oh, all these enemies are shooting at me and they're cooperating with each other. Mm -hmm. We're not talking fear levels of cooperation here. The AI is not that smart, but... They're healing each other. They're buffing each other. They're providing defenses. They're making shooting one another much more difficult. It just is more interesting to play inherently because of that.
0: And the other thing too, like they have like elemental weapons as well. Like you're you're finding this like there's a corrosive class. There's a shock trooper. There's a fire class, and so on. But like the the core thing is like if you try to use your elemental weapon against them, it's like oh wait. This is a core- coercive soldier. It, like my my gun, my acid gun is not going to do anything against them, and I got to switch to a different gun. So like, that's just like another bit of strategy there, just thrown into the mix. And it's like, oh crap, there's a medic class. Oh crap, there's an there's an engineer c- class who, who who throws out a tu- turrets like a, the exact same like Scorpio um, turret that Ro- Roland has.
2: Yeah, because Roland is supposed to be ex Crimson Lance, which you right. only know that if you uh, read the prequel comics, which do exist. There were definitely prequel (laughs) comics for Borderlands 1, and I'm pretty sure they only did the comic thing once because, like, nobody wants to read a fucking comic about a game that already has barely any story. But Roland definitely was ex-Crimson Lance. He's using Crimson Lance gear. He's still wearing that armor.
0: And, like, the other thing, too, is, like, they introduced, like, a side... Side quests you can do that directly involves the Crimson Lance, like the enemy that you're fighting the entire time. It introduces two new vehicles you can uh, drive around in, and then the cores, the the speed core, the shield core, and the damage core. Like th- those three, like you can just pick it up and like, oh wow, this is an instant boost. And it's like, well, I'm out of shields, I gotta pick up the shield buff. And then, like, oh, well, shields are back all the way up, and I'll, I'll recharge a little faster as long as I have this buff.
2: Yeah, there's just. It, it understood where the uh, the combat in the first. In the, well, in the va- base experience is boring, how it's just so utterly vanilla. And it makes it especially difficult to go back and play the rest of the game after you've played Secret Armory, because these improvements are only in Secret Armory. Hey, that's the that's the most tragic thing about it is that like all this amazing stuff they've added and it's only available here. But man I loved it. Man, it's just such a it's it's funny, it's fun, it's replayable, and you've got great just stupid meta gags, and like the whole of looting the armory itself is just a really exciting run. Like you just you beat General Knox and you finally get access to the armory and Marcus is like, hey So uh there's a bomb in it, so you've got like three minutes, open as many chests as you can, grab as much shit as you can, and then you'll just get blown out with the explosion, and that's it. There's You don't need to escape, it's just like you have three minutes to loot everything before it blows up, you die, and then you respawn right outside with everything that you grabbed. It's just a, exactly. great, a great stupid way to uh, turn the game's death mechanic into something that can prove quite lucrative. And you get to do it two more times. You can do quests for Marcus where he'll open up the armory twice more and let you do that loot run again.
0: Right, and, and that whole thing is like, oh, all right, well, um, I need you to kill about ten of these Crimson Lands troopers, ten of these, fifty of these. It, it, it gives you a, a checklist. It's like, oh, just kill a bunch of them, and like once you kill a bunch of them. And it, it like after you beat that DLC it, it opens up a different area or it's just like this weird I don't wanna say uh, kind of weird like middle ground between Mad Moxie Underdome riots and also the the, the random like a uh, little, little like horde holes where, where it's like alright you get go go? Take this quest for some of this random dude and you go go in like an arena And then you fight like a bunch of skags or a bunch of bandits for, for like a while, and then it's like, alright, you're done. But the, then, but but, it's just this area, this entire area, this, this large, expansive area is just nothing but full of, like, Crimson Land soldiers, and if you have to go up from, like, five levels to beats. And that, that, that's enough to just complete that task so you can make that additional run on the armory.
2: And man, it, it's just such, like, I don't really think we've emphasized just how much fun the looting is in Borderlands, because Really, that's the thing that keeps you playing the vanilla game because there's the combat isn't exciting. It's it's fun to shoot stuff, but it's not. Right. It's not challenging. Uh, it's fun to shoot stuff with powerful shit. And the secret armory adds so many new legendary weapon types. It has the pearlescent weapon types. It's fun as hell just to crack open chests and see what you get inside because the mist spills out from inside the chest. Because all of these are filled with dry ice for whatever reason, um, <laughs> you get to see the light bars as the guns become visible. The light bars that denote the rarity shoot up into the air, and you get to see what gun it is.
0: And it, you're just—it it, was—it was just so much fun to just like go in this area, and it's just like you know, full on like kid in the candy shop type shit. And it's just like go run up run up to one, and it's just like open it and just run to the next and open, 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 and just just try to see like, okay, which ones are the non-white colors. <laughs> yep, pretty much.
2: You're just grabbing everything that's purple and above. And God help you, if you didn't do any of those claptrap side quests that increase your backpack space, you're not going to be able to take a lot out with you. So just make sure to do as many of those as you can.
0: Oh yeah, and I, I can I can confirm that th- there's a glitch Involved with Warlords One, like in that run, where if you just crouch down in an area if before you start, there's
2: to... a and you crouch down in it. You just kind of poke your head and you look down. and You'll just fall into the armory with no timer and just loot the whole thing
0: blind. Exactly. And what we can do is just just have like one player do the run and like pretty much like open every chest, and then just just like grab a rocket launcher and, and just like kill yourself so you can respawn, and have that other person. Just, like, staying, like, above, like, not actually, like, diving in, you know, they, they go get, get like, a bite to eat, and, like, as you're doing the run, and you just respawn and be in that same area, so you can do that countdown and actually grab all the loot that was, like, opened up or dropped, and you, you know, like, you min-max and saw, like, what was actually worth it?
2: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, sure, that takes away a bit of the tension of the loot run, because, like, three minutes, grab everything you can't go is such an exciting moment. It's like the, uh right was it the toys r us you have like five minutes to grab anything and grab
0: everything you want everything you take off the shelves yeah
2: yeah um it's that similar in that manner, like gamified and it's such like i don't know why more games don't do that because loot-based games that would offer you the chance to do something like that it's really just a distinctly only in borderlands kind of thing and it it totally
0: works for me and and you know, like just just imagine like having like four people and, and just just trying to like okay um here's the map we're going to go through these different areas you get this section you get the one one with the, with the platform you have to like manually hit the buttons on you get the one upstairs you get the you get the room with all the cars and then it's going to blow up and we're going to get out of here and we're going to all like share and like grab what we want yeah, and that's, know, it, that's it, it, pretty it just much the like whole so of Secret Armory. It's,
2: it's really yeah. easy <laughs> to just discuss. It's just, this is short, sweet, fun. It's not really short. It's definitely long, pretty long. Uh,
0: well, it's short right? in, in like RPG standards kind yes, of thing. Yes,
2: it's, it's between you know, 8 and 10 hours, which is a healthy length for a $10 DLC. This is, oh man, the Age when DLC could be like, okay. oh, you spend $10 and you get shit. Or you spend $10 and you get to double the length of the game.
0: It's, 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 a, it's a delicious six-ounce steak, you know? Yeah. It's, it's real good. You know, like, it's not... I mean, you can go for eight ounces. You can go for ten ounces. But, you know, it's just too much of a good thing. Or you, it's just, like, you just get so full and it just, like, seems like... It's like, well, I, got, I gotta, like, dispose of this somehow. Or, like, it's not gonna taste as good if I come back to it later.
2: And um, Borderlands would definitely... Like Borderlands games always have at least one DLC that will define the next game, and that's it's definitely interesting to see how it's like how the developers learn from the faults of the vanilla game and improve on those not in the sequel but through downloadable content.
0: Right, which also makes it kind of like interesting as well because October of two thousand nine, Borderlands one base game came out, and then December was Dr. Ned. Oh, November was Do- was Dr. Ned DLC, so the first one. Second one was January, was Mad Moxie, and then February was Secret Armory. And then about like, almost like a half year later, some sometime in 2010, like, like September of 2010, came the um, Robot Revolution. The four, fourth and final DLC. It took a
2: really long time for it to come out, too.
0: Yeah, and it was actually developed by, like not by Gearbox at all.
2: Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, uh, the other Borderlands DLCs for Borderlands 2, the first three of those were outsourced, if memory serves. So it's oh, not uncommon okay. for Gearbox to actually outsource the DLC for their games.
0: Which is funny, because Gearbox used to be... <laughs> like in the early 2000s they used to be the ones that were like oh yeah we'll we'll do your expansion game you remember uh, Half-Life
2: Blue Shift or uh, Opposing Force Opposing Force that was Gearbox Um, Um, Halo on the PC Halo on the PC
0: was Gearbox 007 Nightfire oh god
2: (laughs) yeah (laughs) there's a a lot of stuff that Gearbox did in the early 2000s that you would probably be surprised to learn they had any sort of hand in but exactly like when it comes to Um, like (laughs) Proto Valve that was Gearbox like, all that, all the stuff that uh, Valve, like, people would often say, like, man, Valve did such amazing, amazing stuff. Yeah, they did. They also had Gearbox around to help. <laughs> and then they yeah. did Colonial Marines and lost every good piece of goodwill they had.
0: And Duke Nukem forever.
2: Ugh. I mean, I, I I hope most people realize that that wasn't all Gearbox. That was Gearbox shipping what 3D I, Realms had left.
0: I'm right, right, but so. just... Just, just putting this out there like I, I was already such such a gearbox stan at that point It's like you know what I trust them the Duke Nukem forever. I'm gonna beat this game Ugh, And I did I'm sorry. I trust them enough of alien a, a, aliens colonial marines. I'll oh, beat the game, and I did that, that, that is like one of the worst boss fights I ever, I ever encountered It's just like oh you're facing the alien queen, and it's, it's literally just like a rhino fight from um, spider-man <laughs>
1: Oh god. Just like
0: having it like ram into certain things and then you start shooting it.
2: I didn't have it's the patience so to play anything beyond the first level of Colonial Marine. Yeah, it was so dull. It was just like, oh hey, Michael Bean's in this game. Sure, I'll give it a shot and it's like after the first level I'm like, ah, I'm done. Bye. He was
0: sleeping through that role. <laughs> he really
2: was. You can tell like Michael Bean is so much better in like what was he? he was in Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon, which
0: Right. Oh, my god. Which is supposed to be, like, intentionally bad, but, like, you know, like... It, he it, it loves like it, the, the, though. They,
2: yeah. He loves it. Anyway, we're getting off topic.
0: No, no, no. But <laughs> this is probably like a, a, as good as time as any to mention the developments of Borderlands. Just, like, getting, getting into the, the people behind it. Like, you know, the, not, not every person, but just the leads on it. Yeah. So I, I do want to shout out a little bit to the level design team lead... Graham Timmons, he worked on Brothers in Arms D Day and Brothers in Arms Earn in Blood. And then there's like a list of like six or seven writers that are attributed to the original Borderlands, and I imagine to the DLC as well. So starting off of Matt Armstrong, game design director on Borderlands, co writer on Half Life, senior designer on 007 Nightfire, Half Life. Blue Shift and Halo on PC. And lastly, he was the design director on Prototype 2 and designer on Prototype. And we have Allison Berryman, community management on some Brothers in Arms game, Borderlands, The Elder Scrolls Online, Star Wars, The Old Republic. Again, like the the names I'm going to be listing are all co writers on Borderlands, the series. We Next, we have Keith Schuler, designer on Borderlands, map designer on Shadow Warrior, the reboot series and the original series, and map designer on those Duke Nukem 3D repackages you see. Uh, ne- next we have is Mikey Newman, the voice of Scooter.
1: Oh, smoking Jesus titty cinnamon, that is a monster! That's gonna be sweet!
0: In Borderlands, and the guy behind Movies with Mikey. Which is an excellent YouTube a- channel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, next we have S- Simon Hurley. He is the co-producer of Borderlands and other notable Gearbox games, such as the Brothers in Arms series. Later, he became an executive producer at Chair, where he, where he co-wrote and produced the Infinity Blade trilogy. Oh my
2: God, that's a name I haven't heard in a very long time.
0: Yep, yep. I'm I'm saving the best for last. Mm-hmm. So next we have uh, Christy J- Junio. She uh, she was she ha- she was a co-writer on the Blue- Half-Life B- Blue Shift and Opposing Force um, spin-offs of Half-Life. And last and, and the last writer we have is Randall S. Pitch Pitchford II.
2: <laughs> is that his full name? Is that really his full name?
0: Randall S. Pitchford II. I'm not kidding you that that's what it said.
2: He's credited as Randall S Pitchford the second. Huh? That is his full name. Go figure.
0: Yep. Huh. <laughs> and he is the voice of Crazy Earl and like he's got a bunch of other credits to like 3D Realms and you know obviously Gearbox. that's his that's his baby.
2: I once saw him do magic tricks at PAX. That was uh Yep. That
0: yep, that, that's his other credit. Like he, he loves doing magic. Yeah, he's a magician. <laughs> he's an amateur magician.
2: He really is, though. If you actually go see him, exactly. Like if you go see a gearbox panel, there's a ninety five percent chance that he's going to end it by doing magic tricks. Like that's even his yep, uh I, his Twitter handle is Duval Magic because <laughs> that's really his thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like I, I have a bit of a I want to say a love hate relationship with the guy as a person. He seems like a genuinely cool dude you know like he he, he he loves doing what he does but also it's like that aliens colonial marine situation that dick nukem forever situation not great no, he's definitely true. not great at all
2: and then there's the whole thing with battleborn where he effectively just uh, i the thing about battleborn that frustrates me the most is like one battleborn is a good game
0: like, right yeah <laughs> <laughs> the people who play it, the the, t- the 12 people <laughs> Who played it? And two of them I know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've played it.
2: Uh, is is the other one who isn't me? Is it you? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, no. Like I, I didn't. It was just hearing for, hearing from my my uh, my friend Jed who saying it's like yeah, it was a good game. It's just like no one fucking played it. Yeah,
2: it's it's genuinely funny. It's uh, fun. All the characters that you can play as because it's like it's a MOBA structure. Uh, so every character has like evolving skill trees, and as you play through the levels, you start at level 1, and by the end you're going to be at level 20. Uh, and right. then you'll choose your ultimate skill, so every single time you're, you play the game, you can play the same character, just pick different skills on your skill tree. The problem is, the way that Gearbox marketed it through him is uh, it was a hero shooter, which it was not. It absolutely was not. I played both the, uh, the single player and the multiplayer for Battleborn, forward and backward, and... God damn it! He, he the it was coming out right alongside Overwatch, and he absolutely allowed it to like just be advertised be as that, a hero yeah. shooter. Make make it like compared to about uh, like compare Overwatch to Battleborn. It's like that you will still hear that. It's like whenever Battleborn comes out, people are talking about. It's like oh, the Overwatch clone. No, no, they couldn't be farther right. from the like that couldn't be farther from the truth. They are so different. It is a fundamental, it is just shocking to me that, like, how badly managed the marketing for that game was. It could have been so much better received if not for the fact that that was how it was uh, initially pushed. And, like, the multiplayer in that is really fun, too, because it is a MOBA. It's like, um, like, when I played the multiplayer, I was like, oh, this is the Super Monday Night Combat game that we never got to keep
0: Instead getting. of third person, it's first person, yeah, it's a right. first
2: person MOBA with some really like, just traditional tower pushing and flanking, and all the characters have these unique skills, like there's a um... He's like an android, a steampunk android sniper who has a cool clockwork owl that scouts ahead for him, and his main weapon is this little uh, kind of derringer type uh, pistol, but he can turn it into a sniper rifle when you aim down sights and just start picking hmm. away at people. And it's just really cool little character designs like that. So it was totally fucking snubbed as a result of just <laughs> all, all I remember from that game
0: marketing. is, <laughs> is uh, Elf Lady and Mushroom Ninja. That's, uh, that's yeah. all I remember. Thorn
2: and Miko. I remember their names. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely played a lot of that game. Yikes. Yep. And it went, like, free-to-play oh, midway through its life
0: cycle. Oh, God. oh no. Yep. It was... It's, it's, it's all that Borderlands 2 hubris yep. kind of thing. It, you can actually... Can do anything. We can tech... Ta- oh, fuck. Okay, never mind. Yeah.
2: <sighs> it just it had so, so much going for it, but it just... Mm, man. So the first half of this is, like, this first half of this podcast was talking about how Borderlands 1 fails to be what the sequels were, and then we talk about the DLC, how that's good, and now we're talking about lamenting uh, Battleborn. So this is a very very diverse subset of topics that we've covered here.
0: Right. I mean, we can do some more complaining about Borderlands because I've got a lot to complain about the, the fourth DLC if you want, you know.
2: Oh man, do we even like do I even have the energy to talk about the 4th DLC? The 4th DLC is like all the all the fun and humor that people liked about uh, Secret Armory compounded with like just rapid fire jokes. Um, emphasis on the Hyperion Corporation because the writers were definitely leaning towards that for Borderlands 2. And then just the worst level design in the fucking game. Yep. I and mean, that's pretty much the short of it. There's, there's not a lot of jokes that really uh, stick around in my head for uh, Robo- Robot Revolution just because it's all claptrap humor, and I really don't like claptrap. <laughs> so I really didn't want to keep playing through the game, and I just kind of sped through the DLC as fast as I could just because it wasn't working, it wasn't clicking for me. Mm-hmm. And that's the that's the long and the short of it.
0: Yeah, I. <sighs> My, my my complaints are similar to yours, but like I I, I enjoy the humor of it because it was still following like oh this is, claptrap is the main antagonist here, but it was also like an I don't say like an inversion of the previous trope where it's like all right you gotta do all these things, and gotta kill kill the enemy, but then claptrap was kind of like realizing like oh my my plan is falling apart uh, uh yeah great uh, oh no uh, I mean this is all going according to plan. Where it's like less like he's not like a menacing villain at all. Yeah, and that's that's where I like I really enjoyed enjoyed it, uh, about that DLC.
2: Perhaps the most bizarre thing about it is the fact that the whole thing of Claptrap is evil now. Is just uh, at the very end of the first game, like in the end credits after the credits, there's a uh, a Steener, which is just Claptrap doing a and then he's shot by struck by a bolt of lightning and turned into the interplanetary ninja assassin. And the fourth DLC just takes that and rolls with it, so it's just a, a dumb gag from the end, from the Steener of the uh, credits of the base mm-hmm. game, provides the foundation for the entirety of the Robot Revolution. Right, it's such a weird thing. Just hey, mm. I mean, it's very
0: much a Portland. And like to you're you're, that, though. you're killing a bunch of clap tracks, but but also the the other like annoying thing about it was like, hey, let's let's like bring. Bring out like all, all, like like dress up all these like different enemies that you faced before, like even the creatures and like make them like, like like robots, I guess. Yeah, they, like, they like, have I, a attach, a brain attach...
2: tanks on top of their heads now.
0: Exactly, yeah, and it's it's like they're the same, man. You're you're just changing the name and like you know dressing them up a little bit, you know. Just just because you put a top hat on a penis doesn't mean it's not a penis, you know.
2: <laughs> I don't even know where you got that. <laughs> Is that some sort of crazy ex-girlfriend joke or something?
0: I don't know, man. <laughs>
2: okay then.
0: Well, hey, I said this is gonna be a two-parter. Yeah,
2: penis top hats. <laughs> let's let's. Leave it's it the, at it's that, the I same guess.
0: recording, man. <laughs> oh god. It, it it just popped in my my nogs, you know. There you go. That's a crazy ex-girlfriend reference right there. Okay. <laughs> no, but but like again, the, the level design is not great at all because like. There's at least three different areas that, like, you either get lost in because it's it's another cave, or it's just this like tremendously open area that that has no business being that huge. And it it feels like it's like secret army of General Knox locations, but without the without the vehicle, without the traversal at all.
2: Yeah, and if and if it did have the vehicles, then a lot of those problems with level de- design would be resolved pretty much instantly. But just the worst stuff in Borderlands is when you have to travel a long distance without a car, because
0: or fast travel. Yeah,
2: because enemies don't enemies don't pursue you that much. They can't outrun you, and perhaps worst of all is that your base move speed in those open planes is just not sufficient. And cars are so much faster than players. Like, I remember playing... um, I remember playing the the base game with uh, some of my friends, and we'd have three people, and when we couldn't get to a car in time, but one of us did have a car, one person would get in the back seat, uh, and instead of going to a -a catch-a-ride, we would just have the third person stand in front of the car, and we would just push them around (laughs) like an ultra-fast bulldozer and that worked that's that's really like because you didn't have because getting to a catch-a-ride took required you to backtrack to get to it uh it was easier just to sho- shuttle people by literally shoving them at just driving Congress in a straight direction or like yep. a
0: straight-ish direction yeah. yeah
2: like you would just have them move a little bit to the side so you can make turns but that was it, it it's it's funny but that's really the only solution that you had due to the way that the game was structured. And then you go and play Robot Revolution, and there's so so little focus on the vehicles when they so were so clearly needed.
1: <sighs>
2: God. It's depressing to talk about.
0: Yeah, yeah, I...
2: Jesus. It, like, Borderlands should have just... like It was clear that Secret Armory is where the Borderlands one should have uh, finished off its DLC, but uh, that's not where it did. That's all I really got to say about it. Robot Revolution is not great. It's it's funny, it's charming, and it's not much else.
0: Yeah, it, it was for, for me like it was good, but it was it was it was, it was, it was kind of things where, where it's like I can't. I, this should not be the finale at all. Comparing it to like this just feels like a continuation of Borderlands one's issues, but just like well, no, the, we're we're just gonna like it's, it's it's the same stuff. but like it's. You got some good writing in here, and <laughs> there's, like, more, more in-your-face writing here involved.
2: Yeah, and, and that's really where, like, the best contribution that Robot Revolution has to uh, the sequels is that it's definitely the writing style that Anthony Birch would uh, take and roll with for the sequel. Like, Secret Armory and Robot Revolution really do define the, uh, the kind of humor that the series would have going forward.
0: hmm Yeah. And I, I'll probably end it on the, on this note. But with a, uh, I, this this old like games radar review by Tyler Wild really summed up the entire Borderlands experience to a T. So point A, you go somewhere. Point B, kill some shit. Point C, flip a switch or something. Point D, kill some more shit. Success. Shit. Now I, I I'm gonna revisit Borderlands Two probably soon who knows but i'm just mad curious like how much better it gets which like i already know a lot better but like i'm just curious if it diverts from that like formula at all
2: i mean the way that the quest structure it definitely is still a lot of the same go here kill this press a button collect Mm -hmm. these items but the game is so much the writing is so much better the characters are so much better more interesting that More interesting. They're, yeah, they're calling every single like every five kills or so or every five items you collect out of a bunch of like you need to collect 15 things or whatever every three items or something they'll chime in on the comms and just say some drop some funny anecdotes you're just you're laughing even though you're still doing menial shit but it's the little solutions to uh, keep players engaged where it's like it's kind of boring to start off a quest hear some funny dialogue go out and do the quest and then nothing happens until you come back and turn it in. There's some more funny dialogue. Right. So it's just this consistent thing where, like, there's a mission, like a mission really early on in the game where Sir Hammerlock is asking you to go out and hunt down this enemy type called Bully Mons, which are like super big uh, Yeti gorillas. Forearmed yeah, monsters. Forearmed, yeah, forearmed Yetis. Yeti gorillas. Yeah. And throughout the whole quest, he's just trying to figure out better names for them as you kill them so it's like go and kill a couple of these guys and we'll figure out a better better name for them
0: and, and it changes the text yeah the so, name of the over, monster over the dynamically names, yeah.
2: changes as you play this quest so it'll start off as bully mons and then it'll be like uh primal beasts and at the very end uh hammerlock is all frustrated because his editor has rejected every single name that he's proposed for whatever reason so he just alleged uh, ops to call them boner farts and then for the rest <laughs> of the mission, every single Bullymon is called a boner fart, and it's such a great mix of like mechanics and uh, writing to make this quest work, and that really isn't uh, just indicative of much of Borderlands Two's quest line.
0: I mean, it it, it feels like it, it's the the it's it's lampshading. Yep. But oh, yeah, it's, totally. it's it's not it, it, it's it's you're still doing the exact same shit. It, it's just like done in a different manner the experience is far better it's, it's it's like you're still at your shitty office job but then like oh wow like i i do i only have to be there on fridays and i i, I get to have a raise and i, I get a better office chair sweet yeah. okay you know it, m- it makes the experience better yeah like
2: um and overdrive is a game that it does it, it it's doing the things that it's criticizing like oh man i have to break a bunch of crates what a bunch of crap this is such a video game thing to do. And the game is just, it's, it never has any jokes to say beyond like, it's so stupid that we have to do this thing, and then it makes you do it anyway. Uh, but Borderlands 2 is making you do that thing and it's not treating it as if it's a dumb thing to do. Instead, it's making jokes about how absurd the things you are doing are. Like, you're killing a bunch of these animals just to come up with better names for them? (laughs) The little stuff like that, the the sequel is just able to improve so much more on the foundation of the first game. It's like, we know what we want out of the first game, but the sequel is what we want to have. Like, this is what, when you play the first game, you're like, this is kind of funny, the side quests here. Mm -hmm. But there's not really much personality to them beyond what you get at the very start and the very end of the quest. It's otherwise unremarkable. And then Borderlands 2 is just like... Joke, 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 joke. It's just
0: never not. Here's an humor. entire side quest where it's just like it's just all it's asking is like, just shoot me in the face. Just shoot me in the face. Just, just do it. Just do it. Come on. Come on. Shoot vo- me in the face. You, shoot me in the face.
2: Yeah, you get uh special voice lines if you shoot him in the arms, the chest, the legs. He's like, <laughs> Not my face! That's not my face! Still not the face! <laughs> and his name is Face McShooty. And he has a whole, like, minute-long rant that I actually had as my ringtone for a while in high school. He's just going like, In the face! Not so complex! Need it! Want
1: it! Need it to to Have it! Face shot! Boom! Brains everywhere!
2: (laughs) I'm pretty sure that's actually the whole thing verbatim, but there's more to it than that. But yeah, that, that, that whole thing, it's like you're just... You just left a bandit's base after killing him, and here's just one bandit who's just standing outside, not attacking you. He has a quest to offer you. What does he want you to do? Shoot him in the face. And when you do, he just go, you go, BAM! And then he just shouts as he dies, Thank you! <laughs> and that's the whole thing.
0: Oh, that's fucking good. Yeah. Oh, man. And, uh. Oh, man.
2: I, I can't help but notice
1: that you haven't shot me in the face yet! <laughs> maybe you're weighing maybe you're the moral pros and cons to oh my god show me in the goddamn face <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah there's more from the sequel that I re- realized that it's like I still the, remember the, all this the, there's stuff there's like
0: too much but the, the, the other thing too like you, you, you would notice is, is like something like if you play like a game like Portal 2 and like you just like alright the game tells you to do something and you just like wait like two minutes and it's like are you gonna do it yet huh you're just gonna wait huh you going to do something? Or like the Stanley Parable where you just like purposely like not do anything in the narrator or racy for doing it?
2: Yeah, it's it's it, like... It's,
0: There's a lot of that in Borderlands too. I really hope Not, not they... as prominent, but it's no, still like course. enough to... It's like, it's like, oh man.
2: Well, like the whole game on like Stanley Parable, which is literally just the whole joke of the Stanley Parable is you're not doing the things you're supposed to do and you're just trying exactly. to see how far you can push the game. Like that's not what Borderlands is, but the moments where it does let you push the game, when it has a response to you to let you know that it it's recognizing you're trying to bullshit it, those are its funniest jokes. And I really hope they lean into that with future games. Uh oh, have any plugs, Reese? Uh no. I don't have any sort of online presence that's worth paying attention to. Oof.
0: That's depressing <laughs> to say. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, well if you want to listen to more Reese yep. Egner, you can listen to the very first episode of level select where we talk about Titanfall Two's level and also the Battlefield Hardline level select
2: yeah those were fun episodes cause and effect and uh sovereign nation good stuff
0: yes you got it you got it yeah yeah and probably probably a bunch of more Call of Duty episodes oh man coming if up, we ever soon. get
2: around to those level select episodes for Call of Duty Zombies
0: I'm, I'm I'm breaking out the vodka sodos for that. It's it's, it's going to be nothing about like you talk monologuing for like an hour.
2: I the, I can really talk somebody's <laughs> ear off about how the like Treyarch Zombies and even like Infinity Ward and Sledgehammer's zombie modes, like they all do good stuff with their uh, like I said good stuff in associated to Sledgehammer games making Call of Duty Zombies which isn't really appropriate because Exo Zombies is often regarded as like just awful, but you know
0: the dare I say redheaded stepchild?
2: Uh yeah, definitely, like pretty much inarguably, <laughs> just the stuff that like the greater Call of Duty zombies community, which there absolutely is, just kind of looks at zombies, uh, exo zombies, with contempt. And it's frankly something that I haven't really given a fair shake and mm-hmm. want to go back to visit uh, just to see. Mm-hmm. It's like, is this really as bad as it as people claim it is? I gotcha. But yeah, yeah, that's what
1: I'm doing.
0: <sighs> Dear God, that should do it for this episode, <laughs> yeah. or episodes of, of, of Grind Forever slash Level Select. God, Dear God, getting, what have we done? Yeah, people are getting a really big
2: one with this one. This, We've gone almost three hours.
0: Hey, hey, two-parter. Two-parter, man. Oh, two-parter.
2: i going to figure out exactly where to cut this in half. <laughs>
0: hey, baby, that's, that's, that's why they don't pay me the big bucks.
2: <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to stop recording
0: now. <laughs> Hmm. Uh, so, you can follow us at PNB. Uh, You know, we have a Patreon. It's linked in the, in the description. We've been going on for too long. Good night, everybody. Yeah. And tune in next episode for our next important level from this video game called Logan vs. KSI the Game. What? It's on scene. I've, Good night, everybody. I've never heard of them. <laughs>